you better have clarity because in the lack of clarity and strategy, everything is an opportunity. So when you are unclear about where you want to go in your business, whatever you see on Facebook or whatever you see on Instagram, you start comparing yourself to that or it becomes a bright and shiny object and you feel like you need it in your business. And really what it comes down to is a lack of clarity and a lack of strategy always becomes a bright and shiny object or everything around you becomes a bright and shiny object. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome to the Get Up Girl podcast. I am your girl, Joanna Vargas, and I am here with my gal, my boo, Raquel. Now, wait, wait, drum roll, Quinette. Because we're, you got it. Yes, girl. You know, I was like, I got to say Quinette, like, you know, with an accent. Girl, so good to see you. Ladies and gentlemen, she and I met at a an event one year ago before the pandemic. We were like rah, rah. And it was an event about events. And then all the events were shut down. And we're like, are you kidding me? Are you joking me? And so we met in an event and we had so much fun because we got to sit next to each other, have mm-hmm. dinner, share meals and get to know each other a little bit better. And especially Raquel, during the pandemic, you know, we did a lot of stuff together and I spoke on to your audiences and you spoke to mine. Welcome to the show because you've been on my Instagram, but now you're on the podcast. How the heck are you? I am so good. And thank you so much for having me on your show. I am so excited to get like get caught up, give your audience some value. And what I know about Joanna is she is a crazy networker prior to the pandemic. Like when she when she says that, like we met at an event, she knew every hotel employee that she basically got the chef and the whole crew to come out and serve us extra meals. Right. So I just knew from that point on, she was my girl. So we are on the get up girl and I just wanted to give shout outs. We were connected since then in our very first event, not even knowing how to do a virtual event. Joanna was one of our speakers. That was so much fun. And I made so many connections from that event and you went quickly right after the pandemic hit. You went right away with Maria and, you know, shout out to Manifesting Ninja. I think that's her handle on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. you two created that event. And I that, I think that was my first like official event that I spoke at. So you popped yeah. my cherry girl. That was so much fun. And I met so many people. And I think everybody was new to the whole online uh, online event space. Right. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the first ones that was so expansive. That was a really well done event. Yeah. Such a good way to to start that at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, I got a question for you, Raquel. Looking back now at the year of the pandemic, because I don't know about y'all, but I thought it was going to be two weeks and then a month. And then we're like, okay, maybe six months and we're going to, you know, go back. Looking Mm -hmm. at it now. What is the nostalgia or the feeling that you have looking back? Because I know what I have for me. What do you have? I think it was the best thing that happened for me, not to me. 
in the time I didn't know that in the time I was in fear mode in the time I was like, what do we do now? Uh, coming from the world of real estate and the brick and mortar world, it was like, nobody wanted to buy houses, our investors stopped buying. And you know, we have a runway in that in that space of 90 days, right? We meet a client, they get into escrow, it's about 90 days. And so income wise, you're always forecasting when you have expenses or you have employees and when you see that okay we're shut down and it's two weeks then they saying then they're saying oh no it's a month then they're saying it's until summer you start to get chills like oh no i've got to make some big moves really fast and really quickly because i knew when the recession had hit the first time we were slow to make changes <laughs> this time it came around and it was we got to move fast even if we don't see the other side yet Amen to that. That's exactly what I can feel when I look back at it. And I was, oh my gosh, using all the tools, Raquel, that Mm -hmm. I never learned in all my self-development. It was like that moment, you know, you're learning and you're learning and all of a sudden, here's the fight scene. Right. Yeah. And I was like, everything I've learned, it's for this moment right now, Joanna. Get it yeah. Here we go. Whatever you that knife that you've been sharpening. Whatever weapon your, tool. Yeah. You're, you're like, it's coming it. in handy. <laughs> Right. I did so much meditation and reflection and walking and being with earth, like get as cliche as possible to breathe through it. And you're absolutely right. I was slow to move other times, but then yet not wanting to go too quickly. And then Mm -hmm. because there were some things, some choices that I made at the beginning of the pandemic that were too quick. Looking back Mm -hmm. now, it's like, okay, taking a little bit more of a pause, but it was also out of fear mode. Mm -hmm. It was such a gift for me, like you said, for me. So what is one of the things or a few of the things that you did to shift quickly? The old me probably would have never asked for help. Um, And the new, like last year when this had hit, I knew people were smarter than me. I knew I had mentors in my corner that were telling me about PPP. I got in circles that had bigger businesses than me. They, um, and I had no idea what I didn't know, right? I just knew that Okay, if we were going to grab PPP money for our employees, we needed to apply. And when B of A, who we bank with, was not accepting money, they told us my circle, right? It's, it's relationships that help you during hard times. And I couldn't have believed that more than last year. They told me, hey, go through PayPal. We got approved right away. Money was in 30 days. We kept it, we kept it afloat. Um, and then I would say that's one thing is like I got around people that had bigger problems and bigger businesses than me because they were able to navigate. And so my problem seems a lot smaller. I love that. I love those people where they're like, oh, girl, that's nothing. I'm like, really? Okay, good. <laughs> Feel yeah. a little bit better. Okay, keep going. <laughs> they gave me ideas, which I didn't know about because I'm like, you know, when something new is on your plate and there are rules to it and people are making up these rules as the pandemic is happening, I would have been like, Let's look at the document. Let's figure it out. But these people that I hung out with had loopholes and they were taking a portion of PPP money and, um, and, you know, paying their employees or paying their expenses that were allotted for it. But then they took other half to make crazy investments. I would have never known that had I not been in those types of circles. What type of investments? Um, they were buying businesses, they were acquiring properties because people were scared. And so a lot of people bought real estate during that time. And now looking back, you know, with inventory being low across the country, it was a steal. Yes. 
And they weren't obligated to pay that back till guess what this year, smart on how to float money, free money, and create something with it and knowing when your deadlines are to pay it back or be forgiven for it. How did you meet these people and how did you get in these circles? Because you said before you probably wouldn't have asked for help as I same thing. I have always been part of like masterminds and in the rooms that felt the most uncomfortable or like, why did I deserve to be in this room? I just stretched myself to say, I just want to be a fly on the wall, right? Even if I was super quiet, and I had nothing to contribute to the conversation. Those conversations stretched me. Yeah. I didn't know at the time of the pandemic, how valuable this network was. Because I was so focused, just like probably you were so focused on your studio or your business, right? I was so focused on real estate that I didn't have like my eyesight on other people or other industries. Until the last person I had worked for was really big in the online space and had a great network of people and had people around him that were smarter. And so I was like, hey, can I just be in those conversations? Right? As you're educating business owners, I want to be part of that. What are some of the things, Raquel, that you do? Do you just pick up the phone? Do you DM them? What is your process? Um, so my process for reaching out to some of the people is like, hey, I've been thinking about you. I want to make sure your family is okay. That's probably one thing that we did really well is we got around relationships, even in our clientele. So we have been in business and real estate for 22 years. And some of them, we pissed some people off. But at the end of the day, it was the intention, right? We went in through every single Facebook friend. And you might have gotten one, right? Like, of is your family okay? Do you guys need anything at this time? Can we provide resources or point you in the right direction? Are you guys okay? Right? This is Raquel and the team. And we split that list because it was like almost 5,000 people. Okay. And we were updating our database at the same time. But we did a lot of reach outs, DMs, Facebook messages. Because the thing is with Facebook messages, if you don't have their phone number, they call you, it rings completely different. And now you're on their radar. Right now, you can make phone calls to them without the do not call list. Again, things that I've learned in this last year. And you show up in their algorithm as soon as you guys get connected again. This is really good. Do you send a voice DM, a video DM or a written? And have you noticed the difference of how people respond to those? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was all copy and paste because we were just trying to get through our list. Right. Um, and then towards and what you taught me is like, you know, when somebody follows you, send them a DM. And I will say even today with text messages, I do voice memos yes. because it's very rare <laughs> that people will ignore that um, when they open that voice memo up. However, if people are busy with the text, they'll still ignore it and then they forget about it because there's no lag in, you know, in the iPhone world of saying like, I forgot to respond to this person. Yes, I wish. Sending to the iPhone gods, please change that because... Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I please want... hit a reminder and boomerang it for like the end of the, the day. Yes. I don't understand <laughs> why the text has not... I don't know if it's for Android as well, but I would love, and I'm putting it out there folders for texts and things of that nature. And I can start just like email. Come on. Yes. people, Yeah. And with all love and everything, I really want to get back to that person. It's just that I pressed, I saw it and now I no longer see it. So everybody listening out there, if you want to uh, mastermind with other people, take that into consideration. 
follow up and it's not all the time that they just don't want to talk to you. Many times they forgot to get back to you or the text was so generic. So how are you going to stand out? A voice. Yesterday, I just got somebody from another podcast and he sent me a video DM on Instagram again. Even better. Mm-hmm. Even better. I saw the little play button, play it, and he's talking right to me. It's not just a, a generic video. Generic. He's saying, hi, Joanna. So I know he recorded that just for me. Really stands out. Oh, this is so good because... The other thing that I would say, like just in addition to that, is like, how did I get in touch besides like sending DMs is I signed up for, I don't even know how many Zoom calls during the pandemic to try to support other people. And I would send a message right after and saying like, what a great session. Thanks for like, you know, putting value out into the world where people are scared. So that helped a lot because, you know, I took the time after that event to basically send them a voice memo or send them a video that says, hey, let's connect after this. Okay, now Raquel, going into the same uh, reaching out to people, but a year later, how would you approach it now? Um, I would approach it now with more video and more, more voice memos, or I would make it a system because I'm all about like systems. So anybody that likes your stuff, maybe like start with five. I think now there's so many apps that you hear about, um, that could keep you accountable. For example, a dollar 80 is an app out there that is on the desktop where you can follow certain people, you can set comments and it's gamified. So you know how you're building relationships. A dollar eighty? Yeah, a dollar eighty and look it up. Um so yeah. creative the name. I mean I know. Why a dollar eighty? If you spent a dollar, I don't know, I think a dollar eighty on ads, you would get the same result as if you just connected and liked people and put comments. I don't know. Dollar is it spelled out dollar a dollar eighty. I love it. Okay, I'm going to look that up. Brilliant. Yeah, you can gamify like, hey, I want to contact twenty people a day, I want to put twenty comments, and then it'll show you your progress. Right. So you don't have to like put everything on a spreadsheet anymore yes. or there's group leads now. So like you're starting to find now that you've, I always say you got to go head and first in a new business, standardize whatever is working. Then you can optimize and start to look for automation. So now we're at that point of, you know, how do we become more efficient yeah. with what we want to do as far as connection, as far as like top of funnel, as far as like audience building, as far as you know, getting more people um, to be aware of who we are today. It's the automation because I follow up with people, but then forgetting and then the DMs just keep going on and on, right? And it's like, I lost you. They're so low. Again, I would love folders for DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's brilliant. Thank you for sharing that with us. So Raquel, you had a brick and mortar, right? And now you're all online or working from home. Is that correct? Or do you still have an office? And no, but we are moving into an office. Um, in April, we're moving into a co-working space, kind of like, uh, spaces or we work just to get that community feel and just to kind of get a break from being at home for so long. Absolutely. I, I enjoy the working at home, but now I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You and I are the same that way. I'm like, it's been a year. I'm like, I need to see the scenery. Even if it's for once a week. Right. And now knowing the contrast, I've had contrast. I've had both now. And now 
with, you know, shout out to Abraham Hicks. But as you go through life, you're like, okay, I like that. I don't like that. I like this. I don't like that. And this whole year has created that for me. And I hope others too, I wonder, right? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like working from home, but maybe two or three days a week, but not all days a week. And I'm going to just like lose my mind. And even though I'm like dressing up at home and doing things and then, but it's, it's, it's still like, it's not the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always say that the first year or last year was a buffet model for us, right? We were trying different things. And then now we know what our favorites are and we now can create a rhythm around that or we can create systems or we can create revenue around what our favorites are. We tried everything, right? Whether it's virtual events or different things. Now we've got a model of like how we can like scale this. Side question. I wonder if co-working spaces are going to boom a little bit. Have you noticed that because of that? I think they will. Um, I think there's a huge demand for people wanting to get out. Um, I also know that, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't accustomed to either their spouse or their people at home, um, especially I think in certain states like California, I think they're all moving here because we're open. And so people want to have those regular (laughs) conversations, right? They want to have like meet new people and they want that they want to save their marriages. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're going to Arizona because we want to save our marriage, right? Because you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> oh, the market has been so crazy here. And majority of them, I would say 80% of our clients are coming from California. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Woo, mm-hmm. What a change and what a difference. Okay. How the heck are you creating this seven-figure vision? What did you do? How did you change in this year? Because I, I actually... You know, I'm curious for our audience and because I love you and I want to hear about what you're up to. Yeah, um, great question. And it's all with it all starts with mindset, right? Once you see a model, I'm a big believer in, you know, having grown several different businesses is once you see a model, you can't unsee it, right? Once you know it works, it's like, how do we make this bigger? Right. It's just, it's no different than when you got your first client and you're, and you were so excited and you're like, how do I get more clients? Mm-hmm. Now it's the same thing. It's like, Hey, we hit six figures in six months in a pandemic. Now people are more open to buying things online, more open to ha- hiring a coach online. You know, how do we create that or fast track or create different things so that we have that seven figure this year? So we looked at several different things. Again, like I said, it was buffet, right? We want our business to look like a membership. Do we want our business to look like one-on-one? Do we want our business to look like group? So we added different pillars and I got around, you know, coaches, quite honestly, that were doing it for a long time. I always believe that coaches are like the cheat code of if you want to succeed, but you better have clarity because in the lack of clarity and strategy, everything is an opportunity. Yeah. So when you are unclear about where you want to go in your business, whatever you see on Facebook or whatever you see on Instagram, you start comparing yourself to that or it becomes a bright and shiny object and you feel like you need it in your business. And really what it comes down to is a lack of clarity and a lack of strategy always becomes a bright and shiny object or everything around you becomes a bright and shiny object. Raquel, amen to that. 10xing that. I have been an entrepreneur for 20 plus years. And what I've realized during this last year is that many of the business in the past that I've built have been on, um, how can I explain it? Almost like barely on toothpicks, like okay. the, the clarity, but it wasn't crystal clear. Like I had yeah. glasses on, but 
the prescription could have been stronger. And right. this year of the pandemic has really, I'm going to say unveiled me as a business owner. I'm getting really crystal clear. And here's the next thing that not just I know it as the business owner, every single person in the staff knows exactly what we're selling, knows exactly what we're selling in one word. What's the result we're giving in one word? What's the problem we're solving in one word? And that took us a year to find. We are getting so clear. I'm not as disciplined to do that. I'm more like, let's jump in. We'll figure it out later. I'm like, ooh, this is different. When there's no brick and mortar, when there's nothing to fall back on, we're going to be so clear. I'm so glad you brought that up. Anything else out there because you're a business coach yeah. that you've realized or have seen with your clients where the clarity's not there and then they go for the shiny object. They want it quickly. They see people on Instagram making six figures or seven figures and then it's going to come like this and it's going to be so simple. It's the consistency and the commitment to me that I've noticed. So what have you noticed with your clients? First is everybody's business can be built differently. There is no right or wrong way to build an online business. It's just a matter of if it's effective or ineffective for you. So I always go to my clients and you can't compare my one-on-one with another one-on-one because they both have different zones of genius. Some people love to talk. Some people love social media. Some people don't, right? And some people say like, you've got to show up every day on social media. You have to have all these likes. You have to be verified. Like I heard all those things. And I'll tell you, that I actually put that on the shelf. And I was like, let me just see if I could create a transformation and if I can create a result for people to scale their business in this online space, it'll take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Majority of my clients came and we got booked really fast in the end of December with our one-on-ones. The contracts that we have, people are blown away for our one-on-one. But it created opportunities because I was so focused on my client and getting a result, getting a transformation that I wanted to stand out differently from all the other online coaches, right? I wanted to figure out what my zone of genius was in this business because everybody could be a business coach, right? But it's who gets the results. And when you start seeing your clients change, uh, whether it's their lifestyle or change their income or cry or have their kids write you letters and saying, you've changed my mom's life and our life, like that hits home for me, right? When, when one of my clients can hit seven figures in a month, it'll open doors, right? Because you have provided so much value for them and your partners with them, right? I'm not here to take a check. I'm not here to just take on any client. I want, like, I have a certain avatar of what I want in a client and I'm not willing to bend my boundaries right now. And what is your zone of genius? Oh, that's from the book, The Big Leap. Yes. Your zone of excellence and your zone of genius, right? So good. I love that book, everybody. Shout out to Gay Hendricks, the The Big Leap. Please read that book. It's one of my top fives. So what is yours? My zone of genius is always growing and scaling revenue in any company. And that's probably what I lead with, right? Revenue, Raquel, if you wanted to create new revenue or scale your revenue, go to Raquel, right? It's like, I know that it's very measurable. It's math is the path to success in a business. Um, a lot of times with, and we know this in brick and mortar, you have up and down months, you have seasonality. Right. And so do online entrepreneurs when they create launches. So how do I create consistent income for them every single week so they can make the proper investments and make strategic investments in their business? So my first domino with a lot of them is always revenue because it's something that they can see 
change right away. Okay. Um, who or what? Who is your avatar? Let's start with that. My avatar is number one, somebody that already has a business. It's not like the newer entrepreneur. It's somebody that has a, a business that's probably stuck, that has tried all the things and that really wants somebody to connect the dots. They don't know what they don't know. They don't even know what their next level looks like, but they know that they want more. Okay. That makes sense. All right. And anything else with that? Females, males, any type of online business? I, in the beginning of the pandemic, see, this is where you start to pivot, is I only did females. But now half of my rosters are male. Interesting. Um, which is really interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't think that I could coach them. But I'll tell you, there is a different type of personality. And I don't know if it's because I grew up in sports and I was like around brothers and I have like that tomboy thing where I don't... Like we talk as if like... You know, we are brother and sister, but they create results. They go into action because they don't think emotionally about things. I would say the difference between men and female is that they go into action really fast. I'll give you an example. One of my clients, we were, they're opening up six different locations. They're scaling their company to a hundred sales agents. And I was like, I think you need to put a story because what you've done in this like world is completely disruptive. They had video cameras that afternoon. Hmm right? It's quick phone calls. They don't think twice about it. They're, you know, whereas, you know, and I'm a female, whereas we would be like, okay, what's the plan? Who are we going to get? Who are we going to interview? Who's the best person for this job? Um, who should we contract for this? No, they had people right, th- right there that afternoon. Interesting. I was just talking to my last podcast interview with my gal Pinky. We were talking about exactly this with money. And I like, I enjoy being in male dominated business groups because there is no emotion when it comes to money. It's like the time of day. It's just like, is the sky Mm -hmm. blue or purple? Like it's real like boom. With women, in my point of view and in my experience, there's a lot of emotion and they don't want to talk about the money. Have you Mm -hmm. noticed with your female clients when it comes to the money part, are they more a little more secretive or they they it's there's more emotion to sharing the numbers with you? Yes. Um I think a lot of them when they're hitting that next ceiling or they're hitting that next level, they're really uncomfortable about talking money, about money. Um, or they're not, they feel like they're not deserving. So there's a lot of mindset around, you got to own it before you kind of get there. Like if they had never reached seven figures, they like, I see this a lot where people start to get stuck at that five, six, when really the hardest part was zero to six or zero to half a million. Yeah. Right. But it's the mindset that needs to kind of click from, you know, that six to like over seven figures, that 600,000 to over seven figures. What is the mindset shift? If you had to break it down and tell me logically. Yeah. So number one is what's your relationship with money? Because however your relationship will show up in other ways, right? What's your mindset around money? Do you use money as, as, you know, some people grew up with like money is evil. Um, And it comes from upbringings. And there's other people that like money is a tool that gives us choices where we can solve problems in the world, right? It's how we look at things, change the way we look at things and the things we look at change. So I would say that can you, and, and believe it or not, a lot of my high achieving women have a hard time spending on themselves, but they'll be more than willing to spend on their staff. They're more than willing to spend on their team members. Mm-hmm. They actually put their self last when it comes to a lot of things because they're so busy building their business and taking care of people around them that they forget about them. Yeah. Wow. Can you say that one more time? What you look at? What, what was that quote? Change the way you look at things 
and the things you look at change. Mm, I really so anytime, like yeah, anytime that there is an issue, anytime that there is a problem, I always tell my entrepreneurs and my CEOs is like, let's look at it from a different perspective, right? Um, and I always use this triple A method is like, let's audit the process or the event or whatever it was, the system, the, the hiring process, let's audit, right? And then let's adjust. And then we got to take action mm. right away. And I love how those guys got the camera. They took action right away. Do you think they went through that 3A process or they went right into action? So a lot of people say, what's the difference between some of your entrepreneurs that like are that, that have these hockey sticks in their business, right? Or even startups that have these hockey sticks in your business. And I will say that it's all about action. It is all about execution. So everybody has goals and dreams. Everyone can come up with a 2021 business plan. But where people fall off is this, there's this bridge. It's execution and implementation. Yes. That is always the biggest gap for predictable results. Choice creates awareness, like do something. And then mm-hmm. you'll, like those guys that bought the camera, it created awareness of whatever to do next. Yeah. What, yeah. You were forced to. We got the, the moment camera. you made that phone call, you were forced to record whether you had your script or not. Yeah. You're on stage. You know this better than anything. You put somebody on stage, they got to perform. Hmm. Sometimes you don't get rehearsals. Yeah. Okay. Really good because I know where personally where I get, what's the word I'm trying to, um, distracted? I get distracted in the action part. And what I've realized in this year is that I will take action when there's a brick and mortar because there's something there. Do you get what I mean? Like, oh, there's people there. They're physically there. When it's online, I've noticed that I can distract myself because, well, I'm creating it. There's nothing really there. So if nobody knows I don't show up, then I don't show up. So what have you noticed in that? You get what I mean, Raquel? Am I yes. the only one? Right? Nope. Because, well, I'm going to go live today. Then you can say, well, I'm not going to go live today. Nobody knew I was going to do it. Right? Yeah. It's no different than when you have employees or you manage yourself, right? When you have payroll and you've got to pay people out, you got to make sure that the company generates revenue. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is lay people off after you've turned their world upside down. Yeah. So when it comes to being online and you not saying, like you're not telling anybody that you have to be online, you know, you're not accountable to anybody. And we will always let ourselves down first before we let other people down. But the moment that we post like, hey, Joanna and I are going live, regardless of what happens in the outside world, you know, my kid could get sick. I'm still going to show up here at like two o'clock my time, one o'clock your time, right? (laughs) But if I never had to post it, then I, that's a freebie, right? That is a way for me to do an excuse uh, and it's no different when I see you do your 30 day challenge, right? Yeah. You've announced it to the world, no matter what, you've got to show up. <laughs> Girl, I'm doing this 30 day <laughs> challenge for me. I'm like, because <laughs> by putting it out there. And then I said, this was in November. I'm going to do it for a month. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to do it two months. And then something just came out of my mouth and I said, I'm going to go live every day. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's out there. I just said it. And it felt so good. And it felt so light. It works for me by saying yes. that. That's my own uh, kind of similarity to having a brick and mortar. By saying it, I'm going to do it. Those are your customers, right? Because you've announced it to your customers online or your potential customers that you're doing this thing, that you're committed to this thing. And I think there's that fear of if I don't show up, what are they going to think? Because I've announced that I've got a 30-day challenge. I put a goal out there, right? I put it out in the universe. 
So now I, as a business coach, have to execute on that. Because how can I expect my clients to execute on things that are uncomfortable when yet I'm not willing to execute? Yeah. Oh, and I love to share my journey as well. Like people think, oh, just the other day I was talking to my cousin and she's like, oh, I thought your life was always like so perfect. I'm like, where'd you get that from? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to be so raw and like, yeah, I'm out there. Like, I love to talk to people. I'm fun. I'm this. And there's moments I'm like, that's why I'm the get up girl. They're like, you are the get. You just keep getting back up. I'm like, I know I'm like that clown doll that you punch yeah. and the clown keeps coming back up. I'm up again. I'm up again. Yeah. And that's my zone of genius. I have a few others, but yeah. And just 10 Xing my zone of genius. Raquel, this is so great. As you're speaking, my wheels are turning because you have a very eloquent way of speaking. So I can just imagine how you are with your coaching clients. It's very like, let's do this. Let's do this. And people as I that are visionaries that are like, have you discovered that with your personality, you're able to like bring them back? Yeah. Okay. You know, cause I know how it is to be a visionary. You have thousands of ideas and you always want people around you to execute. So you kind of sh- like dump on them. Right? I call it seagull management. Like, Oh, I came from a conference. I have like all these ideas. I'm going to dump this on you. I'm out. You know, and then you're pissed off next week because things didn't get executed. Like who dropped the ball? I'm like, what did I miss that? I wanted this done. Right. So when it comes to visionaries, I know that that personality and I know that at the end of the day, if I can give them actionable steps through clarity, then we have something to execute on when we, it's no different than when buyers are confused, they don't buy. Right. So It's the same thing when there's a CEO and they've got multiple things going on um, and multiple problems. And I always say, if you don't deal with a problem every single day, you haven't made enough risky decisions in your business, right? Because most CEOs always have curveballs all day, right? It's how we solve them that makes us great CEOs. It's the ones that quit that go, this is not for me. So I think having clarity and sometimes I have to hold the mirror back because in this online space, they go, well, so-and-so built their business and they had a seven figure launch. And do I need to start doing a podcast tour? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Right. Sometimes I have to hold the mirror and go like, where's your energy at? Hmm. Can you create space? And that's probably one of the things that I do in the very beginning with coaching somebody is you can always look at somebody's habit and calendars and I can tell you where your future is. So you cannot grow in chaos. Um, and I tell all of my CEOs that. So if you are stressed and in chaos, you make like ineffective decisions because you're trying to get through things really fast. But I have to create space. That's probably one of the first things that I do besides goals is like, let's create space in your calendar so you can work on your business. And we could really deep dive as to where we want to go and what next level looks like for you. Amen to that. I feel like I'm a recovering no space girl. Now yeah, I'm me like, too. my space. Yeah, me too. I used to fill up every single line in my calendar. Every single and I was like, week. oh, that's a productive day. And I'm like, no, my coach told me this year that like, just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive, right? It's all about how we work smarter and create achievements versus adding more things to our plate. Wow. Okay. Oh, I, we derailed or I derailed a little bit, but this is not, you know, the get up girl, um, Gosh, I kind of, I don't even, you know what? I'm going to ask you this, but let's step onto it a little bit. I want to hear about a time where you fell, you know, a difficult time. And then how did you get back up? Because I want to get into your brain, Raquel, you are so, like I said, so eloquent in the way it it calms me with my brain. It's like very, gosh, um, 
manic, I'm going to say it's the best way. So you're very calming energy for me. So which I'm like, okay, I think this is going to be great. So I would love to hear from you. And then how did you get back up? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of examples that I could go on and on. And I think this is why I have certain people in my life so that they can help me get back up when I don't feel like it. Last week, I did a challenge and I felt like quitting the business. And I'm like, this is too much. I've never done a challenge. This is crazy. Why would I have to show up every day? Like I thought of every single excuse, but it was my coaches that pushed me along. I would say my biggest one probably is probably losing it all in the last recession or right before the pandemic, before I met you at Event Love, and I don't share this story a lot, is I decided to step out of our real estate business, uh, have somebody else run it. I took on a startup position as a C-level executive, as a CRO. And in startup world, you just know that the income and the money that they raise is ridiculous. So just to give you an idea is that I had a CFO from Dell. I had a CMO from Yahoo. And here I am, little Raquel, is what I thought, right? I looked at LinkedIn and that was probably one of my biggest mistakes of like, how in the world do I belong at this seat? And so I took on that role because my husband was like, oh my gosh, Raquel, CEOs don't even get this and bonuses and this, right? Like the, the income for that role was ridiculous, ridiculous. And in October 31st, the founders, which one of them is a billionaire. So if anything that has to do with e-products or like cigarettes, he gets a royalty. So you can just imagine wow. like working for that type of CEO. Every single pump. Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. Royalty. He was the first e-cigarette out in the market. Wow. Yeah. So he funded the whole thing. Our, our salaries, I think, were a million dollars a month with like less than 10 people. Right. So it was very hefty. Um, and that's a month. That's not a year. Right. So um, what happened on August, I mean, on October 31st is uh, they got into an argument and November 1st, we were all out of a job wow. that fast, that quick. And so you start to think almost 40 years old, you're about to turn 40. It's like, what do I do now? I kind of like sacrificed something that I built. Yes, I could step into it. And, you know, what do I do now? So when you, I met you at Event Love, I had no idea. I think I, you probably remember this. Like, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, oh, I'm still in the real estate, but like, I don't even know if I'm going to throw an event. I think I am. I don't know. And I was still trying to figure out what this women community or this event or these online like entrepreneurs were doing because I didn't believe it. I'm like, do you just show up as a like influencer and take pictures and you get paid? Like, how do people make money here? You know, so you had to figure all that stuff out. And it was probably, like I said, the layer of the pandemic. And when you are backed up against the wall with no income except for rentals, but here's the next kicker and the next layer is that every single tenant stopped paying rent. Yeah, every single tenant stopped paying rent. So we used a little bit of our savings, but then it started dwindling. Yeah. And I remember like calling my mom and I was like, I have never borrowed from her. And I was like, mom, I think I'm, I'm scared. I really do. And like, she would bring us food every single week, like my family, just to keep us afloat. And so it was probably in April where I just reached out to other people because I had led teams remotely and I just consulted other brokerages and other teams. And I just made those phone calls to try to get something in the bank. And sometimes when you get even a little bit, it doesn't mean like it made a difference. Yeah. Right. Because you're just like, this is not what I was used to making. Yep. And like the, the road seems a lot longer because you were so much in debt yes. in such a quick period of time. Yes. And everyone's giving you different advice and you're yes. just like, what, what do I do? 
What do I do? So I would say that like how I got up from that, right, is having the events, just showing up, saying like, Maria, let's do an event, right? And we did that event at $22 because Chris Harder, our mentor, was like, nobody's willing to pay right now. And we donated 100% of those proceeds, you know, to single moms. But that was a kickoff to more connections. You didn't know that when you were putting it together because it wasn't a moneymaker. <laughs> yeah. Was it the year of yes or kind of like that, that energy of like, just do it, go, just say yes to everything? I, that was for me at least. Yeah. I would say it was like more of a buffet of like, let's try this. Let's yeah. try that. Yeah. And then it was like, I think I was on 26 Zoom calls. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I'm Zoomed out. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's time to like really get serious and go, if we're really going to build this. Because I was kind of like half foot in like real estate and half foot in the online space. Right. So what would it look like if we focused all of our energy to really building this next vertical and this business? So I challenged uh, my assistant who had been with me for 15 years is like, if we can make the same amount of income, a six figure in a month um, that we did in real estate, then it's a go. So that was our challenge to ourselves. We started in April, we hit it in July. So then it was just, all right, let's keep going. Let's figure this thing out. Because mm. it proved to us that like you can make money online because I wasn't a believer. Yes. Okay. What happens to me is I get at least I go into other people's realities. I go down the rabbit hole of comparing. And mm -hmm. uh, let's say, for example, somebody's listening to this and like, oh, Raquel did that in six months. Okay. Now, and then there's Joanna. It took me a year and I just literally got it. Like last week, I'm like, I, we got it. We finally got it. Now we're going to move forward. Everybody mm -hmm. is different. Uh, I, I know we put this creating seven figure vision during a difficult year. I mean, I put that just so that it could make you click, but let's get real. Everybody, everybody has a different journey, a different choice. And for me, it's been longer. It's a long year yet. It was required Raquel for me. Yeah. It was really required. I needed a whole year to marinate, to dance in it, to swim in it, and to really get it. Like, what do you really want, Joanna? And I'm yeah. so clear now. And now it's like, I can see clearly now, but I'm still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Go down that rabbit hole. So if you're listening going, oh, I'm, I'm right here going, yeah, I'm playing it devil's advocate. Totally. Don't compare your insides to somebody's outsides, right? Don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 10. And everybody is on their own journey. And that's what I want to like second you on for what you just said is everybody is on their own journey. And what may felt like, oh, yes, like we got six figures. It still wasn't enough because I'm like, I'm not at the place of, oh, my gosh, this is like made more than real estate yet. Yeah. Right. So I still feel like I'm falling short. That's why I like had coaches that I hired is because I haven't reached the success in a new field. I feel like I'm a newer entrepreneur as I'm learning a new vertical or a new like roadmap to the online business, right? It's like if you were to open up a brick and mortar in like the beauty space and then you opened up a health club, you know, some things are the same, but some things are completely different. Amen to everybody that's building a brand or an online business. It is a completely different muscle. And there, there are um, similarities. For example, if you're a fit person and you have a six pack, well, to build your bicep, it might be a little easier. You, you get what I'm yeah. saying, right? Yeah. 
And for somebody that's been an entrepreneur for 20 plus years, I'm like, I feel so new. Yeah. Oh, this and that's is- even after a lot of failures, right? Even in the brick and mortar space. I think I have just been able to recover because I had all those hard times of whether it was an employee embezzling from me, right? Or it was, a, you know, an employee filing unemployment day one, right? You start to just get, it's a muscle, like you said, right? You start yeah. to just keep building it and go, oh, wait, that didn't work. Let's pivot. That didn't work. Let's pivot. It gets easier over time, just like working out. You're so right. It gets easier. I mean, all the stories of the, I'm going to call it the horror, you know, oh, this way <laughs> did this and this happened. Really? Like you got to write a tell all book. Yeah. But every entrepreneur, yeah. we just don't talk about it. Right. And let's go back to what you said at the beginning, Raquel, surrounding yourself with people where their problems are, your problems are just like, eh, yeah, that was Tuesday. Like no big deal. Like, oh, okay, cool. And you just, you know, it's no big deal. But when you, I was surrounding myself with people that were had played smaller, that chose smaller. So then I felt like my problems were so, oh my gosh, they'd look at me and go, you had to deal with that. So then I started to believe that. But when I'm around other people, "Eh, yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, I've had, people have sued me for millions, Joanna, no big deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. If you haven't been sued in a while, like, (laughs) yes. If you haven't been threatened to be sued, you haven't (laughs) been in business long enough. Because it happens one way or another. That's why you have a good attorney and all the other people. You learn along the way. You don't go for the cheapest, right? Because you've learned that path of buying the cheapest product or the cheapest service, and then you end up paying more. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. And to everybody in their journey. And I like how you said chapter one, don't compare it to their chapter 10. And many people's chapters are different. Mm -hmm. Some people's chapters are three pages, and my chapter one might be 100 pages. Mm-hmm. No, so then whatever your chapter one is a hundred pages, there might be something in my business where that's a hundred pages for me. Yeah. In your chapter seven. And it's just different. Yes. Yes. And man, that whole, this whole year has been a lot of removing the judgment for me of the comparison of the jumping into other people's stuff. You know, like I would, oh, I'm, a, I'm like, what am I, what is this, Joanna? And like, oh, okay, I'm all good. And then when I really ask myself, I am the happiest I've been. Oh, so, yeah. Like the happiest. Oh, yeah. But if you looked at it on paper, Raquel, like we just said, it, it's not comparable to what before, but eh. from what you built, but you are happy. You have flexibility. You have freedom. You, you probably have less stress. It's just a different type of stress. So it's you a know? different. And, yeah. Good. Sorry. Comparison is a thief of joy, for sure. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And clearing that judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, I go into question like, oh, what is this? I get really curious rather than wanting to beat myself up for, why are you comparing? And because the true Joanna is so happy for that person. That's the yeah. true authentic inner being. Yeah. I could be looking yeah. at Raquel's stuff and like, I go into, oh my gosh, she did all that. I'm like, wait, 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 Joanna. The true authentic Joanna is so happy for Raquel. So what is yeah. that? That's I funny. learned something about that um, that I think would be really helpful. When you see admiration in other people, you actually have it within you because it's on your radar. You just haven't tapped into that power. And be thankful for people that have gone before you and people that have stretched you to think differently because they exposed you to a new level of what's possible. Yes. I love this quote. Jealousy is a call to action. Oh, so yeah. When I, when I have jealousy, I'm like, there's information here. There's a call to action. It's really not about that person. Something's coming up, stirring, and it's information. I'm like, ooh, what is this? 
So like if I saw you on Instagram and I'm like, oh, Raquel, I'm a little jealous. Oh, what is this? Oh, it's a call to action of whatever. And every day it could be something different. It may not be the same for every time I see somebody that I have this like jealousy. Yeah, you have it in you. You just haven't tapped into it. You, you have to look at it from a different perspective. So good. Yes, yes. Because there's that feeling of jealousy. So you know you have it in you. Not the jealousy part, but the ability to do what Joanna is doing, what I saw on social media. I just have not taken the risk or I just not have taken action or I just have not, you know, moved forward. And I've sat in jealousy versus taking action like what you just said. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. A couple days ago, I was looking at a girlfriend and she was like posting these fitness photos. And I'm like, I was like jealous. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm so happy for her. What is this? I'm like, oh, because my fitness, whatever it was, whatever that energy came up and it could be like I said, different each time. It doesn't necessarily mean that I got to do fitness. It There might be something there. There's information here. It triggered me. It triggered the information. And it came up like I had almost like vomited. It came up my esophagus. I'm like, ooh, what is this? And then I'm like, I am so happy for her. So I left a comment. Next, right? But before I had all those, the tools, Raquel, I would have beaten myself up. Why am I jealous of her? Because I'm not. So you're a bad person, Joanna. And then the, the crazy is like a little loop in my this head. Is like, why oh. You need other people. You need a friend, right? You need friends because yeah. when you go, like I always say, there's a drunk monkey inside of your head, right? And don't let that drunk monkey talk because the self-talk that you say to yourself, you would never say to a friend. Never. <laughs> We're so cute. They'd be like, "What are you're crazy, Joanna? Like, seriously, you're looking at her six pack abs. But what about your booty? <laughs> I love you. That's why it's so fun, uh, Raquel. Where can everybody find you? You live mostly on Instagram. You have a website. If people want to work with you, give us the info. I mainly play on Instagram. It's Raquel Q. It's our choice of platform today. I think we'll add LinkedIn later on. But right now, we want to just focus on certain things. And it's on Instagram with It's Raquel Q. Ooh, like that. Yeah. Okay. And the Q, because your last name, you just said it was easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I talked about that. Even in real estate, I never had used my last name because people just had a hard time spelling it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's Raquel Q. Look her up. Follow Raquel on Instagram. Tag us both on this podcast and let us know what your takeaway was. Really good business tips today. Really good. Yeah. I mean, they were very, very helpful for me. And I hope, you know, people listening and if you're listening and don't have a business or you know something that you're thinking about, because look, in 2030, things are going to change even more. And I wonder how many streams of income are we going to need or require in the future? Mm -hmm. Look, 1950s, it was one house, one income per household. Yeah. Now Now three incomes per person. Who knows what it's going to be in 2030? So I wonder. And let's create that now. Thank you, Raquel. I love you. And thank you. Yeah. For watching or listening or however you're receiving this. And remember to get back up. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. 
And remember, girl, to get up and live fully. 